Hi, everybody. It's Emma. Welcome back to Anything Goes. I don't know why I just said that like that. Now I'm embarrassed. I just woke up. I just woke up. It's 9.30. Um, I'm recording at 9.30. That's crazy. It's crazy I'm even up at 9.30. It feels good, though. It feels good. <laughs> it feels good to be up early because I don't even normally do this like on a normal normal day. Like in normal circumstances, I don't normally wake up this early. And recently... I've been getting up really early and I kind of love it because it makes me feel good for some reason that I can't explain. I think that's universal though. I think everybody feels that way. I hope you guys are all doing well. I know this is definitely starting to weigh on all of us. What's going on? I feel like everybody's kind of starting to, it's starting to hit everyone in a different way. In the beginning, everybody was like, this sucks really bad. Um, But now I think it's kind of at the point where it's like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. I'm not going to go into it anymore because we already know how we feel about it, so we don't need to discuss it. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you, thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. But today we're going to be talking about something that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Ooh, but I thought it'd be kind of fun and light because I feel like a lot of the topics I've been talking about have been so like kind of heavy And I kind of want to talk about something like positive and fun. Even though this topic makes me uncomfortable, I just think it's a fun topic to talk about. And I talk about it with my friends all the time. We're going to be talking about getting older, starting a family, getting married, all of that. To preface this, the reason why I want to talk about it is because since I was like 17 and I stopped going to school, I've kind of had this weird existential 
crisis, if that's the right word to use, about the fact that that's the next step in my life. Because I feel like in, in our, in, we live in a, I can't even say that without cringing. In this society, okay, I hate using the word society, it fucks, it, it bothers me. But in this like society, there's the playbook. It's like you go to school and then you go to college and then you get your first job and then you meet somebody and then you marry them and then you have kids and then you work at a job and then you raise your kids and then you die, right? That's kind of like what the norm is and that's kind of like this the path that like society gives you and so I kind of broke from the path a little bit by not going to college and by kind of starting to work younger in a sense and that gave me this weird feeling of impending doom for a while because I was like my next step in life if I follow this path is to get married and have kids and that put I don't know why I like felt like that but I I did for a while there I kind of still do and it put a lot of pressure on me I was like I need to find a guy that I like so I can have a kid with him because like obviously you know I want to have a kid personally but it was a lot of pressure it made I would like stay up at night being like there's no way I'm going to find somebody that I could marry and have kids with like there's just no way like How am I going to trust somebody with that responsibility? It's a tough one. (laughs) It's a tough one. I'll figure it out. You guys will too, unless you don't have kids or get married. That's cool on you. But first I want to talk about marriage because me and my friend Olivia last night were talking about marriage for like an hour. It started because I asked Olivia if she was going to get married right now, what color theme would her wedding be? And she said yellow. I said green. But then we started talking about how fucking corny weddings are. Now, let me warn you. I'm not trying to offend anybody who has a wedding, who's had a wedding, who enjoys weddings. I enjoy weddings too. I enjoy attending weddings. I go to weddings and I cry every time. I cry every single time. Weddings make me very emotional. I appreciate weddings, but I just can't picture myself at my own wedding without cringing. Like, weddings are only cringy when I put myself there. Like, when I imagine myself at a, like, at my own wedding. There's too much attention on you. Like, how am I going to look when I'm walking? Like, am I going to look stupid? Like, you know, am I going to start ugly crying? Are my vows going to be cringy? Is my dress going to be ugly? And I'm just too wrapped up in the situation to notice like there's so many things to think about and it's and it all makes me cringe I feel like ideally if I were to have a wedding this is what I'd do ceremony wedding ceremony five people mom dad best friends that's it people that I feel comfortable around people that I feel like wouldn't judge me whatever and then the real wedding will be at the after party. Guys, I think we need to switch weddings around. I think we need to switch weddings. I, I just I just don't think that there needs to be a ceremony with everybody there. I think we need to start focusing more on the after party. I think that this is my, this is my, you guys don't need to do this. But for me, this is what I need to do. We're focusing on the after party. We're having a crazy after party. But the ceremony, it needs to be kept at a minimum. 
because I feel like people are really just there for the party. Although I kind of enjoy the ceremony because I do cry during it. So I'm really actually torn. I have no idea. I'm just contradicting myself. Like, I don't even know. Like, should I even get married? Do I even deserve it? I'm so, like, all over the place about it. Although I am 18 and I probably won't get married for another 10 years. Whoa. Maybe, like, seven years. I don't know. I don't know much about I still don't know. Weddings are weird. But marriage is even weirder. Because my parents are divorced. Which is great. Again, I like that they're divorced. Whatever. It's a rare thing to say. But I not, I'm not being like, I'm not mad about it in a sense. But I'm like conflicted about marriage as well. Because number one, I can see like I can, I've seen parents, aka my own, be able to have a great relationship even while not married and like raising me together, but when they're not together, and that'd be a really positive thing. I've seen that. So that gives me like hope that like it's possible sometimes. I just, I wonder if marriage ruins relationships. Like I wonder if marriage ruins the excitement and the like love for the other person. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a marriage where the two people were like still in love with each other like 30 years later. I just don't think I've ever seen that. Maybe there's just none of that in my family. I don't know. I mean, there are some, I mean, actually, that's not necessarily true. I have a few of those in my family. But I don't know because I'm, I'm not, I haven't like analyzed their relationship enough to like know if it's like all just a show. You know, you never know if it's all just a show. Um I just wonder if like marriage is, is is a sustainable thing. Like can you stay married forever? Or is divorce just inevitable? I don't know. And maybe that's just because my parents did get divorced and so I kind of feel like divorce is inevitable. I don't know. I would love to be married to the same person forever, but if we're talking realistic here, is that even possible without somebody cheating or somebody doing something fucked up? This is dark. You know what? I thought that I was gonna come on here and talk about some fun shit now I'm talking about whether or not marriage works because I watched this video once about how like monogamy is like unnatural for humans like it's not what humans are like programmed to do like humans are supposed to be mating with a lot of different people in order to populate the planet and like marriage doesn't necessarily align with that but the thing that's special about marriage is that you kind of have to put that instinct to continue mating with other people aside when you marry someone. And like that's what makes that bond so strong is because you have to be loyal to that person. I'm not saying everybody do- is and does, but like you're supposed to. So I'm just, I don't know, that's the question. That's That's just the big question. Like is marriage kind of outdated? Is marriage kind of doomed in a sense from the start is marriage the best thing you could do for your relationship is marriage toxic is marriage necessary like I don't know I don't know y'all and I'm working through it but then again I just thought about it and I think marriage is mainly necessary for your child I think that that's kind of why it is it exists because like it makes your child feel like they have a family in a sense, like a, a tight knit family. Um, and I think that might be the point of it. I don't know. I don't even know. And I need to start knowing soon. 
within the next seven years or some shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Moving on to having kids. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. I want to talk about parenting because I feel like parenting is like, I don't know anything about it, obviously, because I'm a child, but I do know things about it because I have parents and I've been parented, okay? And so I want to talk about the way that I would raise my child (laughs) or the way I'm planning on raising my child and then kind of touch on how my parents have influenced that and maybe some ways that I'm learning from my parents, kind of like maybe things that they did that didn't really work for me and like whatever. And obviously every child is different and needs to be treated differently. But like this is my idea, okay? Number one, I think I've noticed that a lot of parents baby their children. Like they enable their children in a sense and it's kind of toxic. Like they baby their child. They never let their kid grow up. Parents are always on their kid's ass. And I understand that because they're scared and they're worried about their child's safety and well-being. But they're, but it gets to a point where it's so extreme that their kid can't even grow on their own and then their kid ends up doing shit that's stupid because their parents never let them think for themselves. So then they fuck up. Whereas my parents have treated me like an adult since I was literally born. 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 <laughs> since I was born. Which is like weird, but they never talked to me in baby voice. They never let me like have an attitude. They would put me in my fucking place since I was literally born. Like they never wasted time. They never were like, oh, it's okay, Emma. You can just do whatever you want because you're a baby and you are so cute. So you can do whatever you want. That's just not what my parents did. And I think. I want to do that with my kid. I don't want my, I don't know. I don't think it's good to baby your children, even from the start. Like, obviously, you know, you are affectionate with your child 
but you can be affectionate to your child without babying them. I don't know. So that's one thing I'm going to do. But then as my kid gets older, there's so many things that like your kids experience. All of y'all listening, y'all have been a kid before. I'm a kid right now. Like when you start to get into high school and it's like time to start going to parties and all of that. I think that the worst thing you could do is not let your kid go. I've seen so many parents do that. Be super strict. Not let their kids go to parties. Not let their kids sleep over at their friend's house. Not like I can't fathom. I cannot fathom not letting my child experience high school. I can't fathom not letting my kid like enjoy that phase of life. I I think that's so important because let me tell you, my parents let me, my parents let me, I would be like straight up with them. I'd be like, I'm going to a party. This is where it is. I'll send you my location. I don't know when I'm going to come home. I'll I'll come home at a reasonable hour, but I want to go to this party really bad. Is that okay? They would say, yes, just please keep us updated and stay in communication with us and you know don't do anything stupid but be honest with us if you do do something stupid and enjoy yourself and so I would go and I'd experience it and I'd come home and I'd feel like safe to come home I wouldn't be sneaking around and then to be honest I got all of that out of my system going to parties having sleepovers all of that because my parents let me I got it out of my system and then it just it kind of lost its like excitement for me and then I just kind of stopped caring about that shit which is great because then it was just like I avoided a lot of probably bad experiences but I think that parents that like suppress their kid and are like no you cannot go to this party no you cannot have the sleepover that's inevitably gonna make the kid want to go crazier once they have any ounce of freedom like the second that 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 child gets to college they aren't gonna they didn't learn anything in high school and so they're just gonna go insane and go crazy and so it's just it's just toxic like that because like if you don't give your kid freedom they're gonna overcompensate and they're gonna do more than they should be in an ideal world you give your child the freedom to do kind of whatever they want but you give them the deal where it's like I'll let you do whatever you want I'm the I'm the parent speaking I'll do whatever you want, but you have to keep me updated about where you are at all times. And you have to tell me what you're doing. If you're going to, if you do something stupid, like if you do a fucking drug or something, or you drink or you do something, tell me so that we can talk about it. And like, don't lie to me. Like, I think the biggest key is being like educating them on what's going to be at the party like if there's if they're in high school like saying there's going to be drugs there's going to be alcohol this is how you handle them this is how it might affect you don't do it if you like don't just try not like because it's hard because you kids do shit but like you kind of have to be like just don't do it but if you do do it by some chance tell me so that I can help you and I can pick you up and I can keep you safe you know what I mean Because I think at the end of the day, it's like it's all about keeping your kids safe. If you tell them you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, they're just going to go do it behind your back. And then it's more dangerous because if they're in a dangerous situation, they're not going to call you because they don't want to get in trouble. Kids are going to do what they want, whether you tell them no or not. That's just how it works. So I think giving them structured freedom is really important. And I think that's what I'm going to do with my kid.
because that's kind of what my parents did with me. It's fucking freezing in this room that I'm in right now. It's so cold. Anyways, let's talk baby names now. When I have a child, what do I name it? Uh, I don't know. Sorry, I just farted. I'm going to name it something stupid like Prism. Sorry if somebody's name out there is Prism. That's kind of rude of me. Or like Orange. Prism, Orange, and Flower. Those are going to be my kid names. Oh my God, I just remembered something. When you get married, you have to change your last name sometimes. I don't know if I want to do that, honestly. I've been thinking, I mean, do I want to do that? Uh, I don't want to. I don't really want to change my last name. I mean, I guess I could hyphenate it or whatever. Emma Chamberlain blank. It's kind of fun to think about. Like, it's kind of fun to, it's kind of fun to think about that. I never really, I went through a phase in high school where I was like so excited about being like in my thirties and like fucking having kids and like getting married and like that being in that phase of my life. And now I'm just dreading it. I'm dreading it. I'm sitting next to a mirror right now. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. This is getting weird. This is getting weird, y'all. You you guys don't have to. You guys can turn this off if you want. I wouldn't blame you. I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. And it's. I just realized that like I'm going to be like an 80-year-old woman at some point. And that is weird. And I've never. And I, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. But I can't stop thinking about it. I just hope I'm a hot 80-year-old. Like I hope that I glow up when I'm 80. Like it would kind of be amazing if like. I just like, you know, right now I'm a teen still somehow. Right now I'm a teen. And then like in my 30s, I'll look a little bit better than I look now. And then when I'm 80, hot as fuck. I just, I'd love that. I'd love that. It's never been seen before, never been done before. Glowing up in your 80s, I'm so down for that. I'm kind of scared to be that age, but I'm also not. Because I feel like at that point, I don't even want to talk about that. That's a topic for another day, getting old. I cannot speak on it. I cannot because it scares me. So I'm not going to speak on it. I think I kind of covered everything that I wanted to talk about off my own brain. So now let's answer some questions. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. 
We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We got a lot of questions for this one, like more than normal, like double as much as we normally get. So that's really great. If you guys want to ask questions about the podcast topics, at AG Podcasts on Twitter, blow it up. Okay, let's see. Let's answer some questions. Let's make them light. All right. First question. Do you see yourself being a mom? I do. I do because even though I'm really like, I'm dreading it and I don't, I can't picture myself being a mom right now at all because I just feel like I'm so not ready for that yet. Like I'm so far from being ready for that that it's like hard for me to picture it. But I do want to be a mom because I think that I think it's like for me, my parents always told me that like having a kid just like changes everything about your life. It like changes your priorities. It changes everything. And it just like and it's like the most fulfilling thing ever. Like my parents made having a kid sound like it was the best shit that you could ever do, which maybe they were just complimenting me and flattering me or whatever. But that kind of like stuck with me and it made me want to have a kid. And so I, you know, it's a lot of work. It's like a huge responsibility, whatever. It's not just adopting a cat because I already did that. Um, but yeah, I do see my, I do picture myself being a mom. Oh my God, I almost just peed my pants for a second. I don't know how that happened. Next question. How many kids do you want? I love being an only child. So part of me is like just one because I think being an only child is so special. And I think the connection that you have with your parents is so special. But I also think that because I never had siblings, I do want to know what that's like in a sense. And so I kind of want to have more than one child so that I can see what a sibling dynamic is like firsthand because I'm really curious. I'm really curious. I have no idea how it works. And so I'm kind of between having one child anywhere between one and three. I There's pros and cons to all options. I think I'm just going to kind of let the universe take its course, um, see how I feel. I mean, holding three kids in my body sounds like a fucking nightmare. I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant at all. I dread that. Like it's no, like there's no tomorrow. I don't want to do that. But you know, you might, I might have to, that's what it is. Um, I think one kid would be cool because I could have this really strong bond and I know, I feel like I'd know how to raise an only child in the right way because I am an only child and I like understand the mind of an only child. So that could be huge. That could be huge. But at the same time, like having two kids could be so cool because I think that having a sibling could be really fun and I think it could be fun to have like multiple personalities to work with I think that could be really enjoyable I think Thanksgiving would be a lot more fun when my kids come over and I have two of them you know what I mean but then also three I think could be a good number because you know there's like this balance it's like a triangle you know what I mean and my dad actually my dad has two brothers and I feel like they have a good like cool trio going on and I feel like that was fun and my dad got to have like two different relationships with his brothers and I feel like that's kind of cool so like I don't know I'm just gonna let nature take its course but no more than three three is even pushing it mainly because I just don't want to hold that many also because I don't even know if I have the mental capacity to take care of three children so maybe I'll cap it two. I don't know 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 there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there somebody asked do you want to get married I do 
I'm going to get married because I want to have a kid. So I kind of need to get married. It's they go hand in hand. I'll get married. I'll make a whole. I'm just going to no. You know, what? I'm just going to get married and I'm just going to I'm not even going to care about the wedding. I'm just going to care about how good my Instagram photos are from it. That's it. I don't care. I don't fucking care about the wedding. I just want a good Instagram pic out of it and then I'm going to get divorced. <laughs> That's so fucked up. But I'm allowed to make that joke because my parents are divorced. So you guys can't say shit about that. Um, I'm kidding. I'm not taking one fucking photo of my wedding. I don't even want to know what I look like. I want to get married in like a fucking sundress and like, no, not even a dress. I want to get married and like be wearing like denim shorts, like really cute vintage denim shorts and like maybe a white top. Somebody said, what are your plans for the future? It's broad. I don't know if you're talking about like in regard to children and marriage, but I'm going to assume that you're not like, what are my plans for the future right now? It's crazy because I've never been the type of person to like think too deeply about the future. I'm I'm normally more focused on the past and the present, uh, which I think I should be switching that to the present and the future. I think I need to start focusing more on the present and the future. I do think I spend too much time thinking about the past. That's a story for another day. But my plans for the future, I want to just keep working, you know. Um, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to have good friends. I want to have fun. Um, I want to laugh. I want to cry. I want to scream. And I just want to stay alive. That's about it. I just need to survive. That's kind of the number one thing. You just got to, you just got to survive. Do you know what I mean? That's my goal for the future. Just to fucking make it through. Alive. That's it. Somebody said, how do you find the perfect bay? I love this question. (laughs) I love this question because it's like, Do I even know? No, but I'm still going to speak on it. I keep having to fart and then I, it's sorry. You don't want to know about that. You don't want to, I'm getting too comfortable on this podcast. How to find the perfect bay. Okay, listen, I think the worst part about trying to find the perfect bay is that you're going to think that you found the perfect one like at least twice before you probably could find the good one. And even then, who knows? From my experience... I think I think it's all about trial and error, to be honest. I, I do. I think it's all about trial and error. I think you need to talk to a lot of different people. I think you have need to have connections with a lot of different people. And I think you need to watch a lot of them fizzle out and then watch a lot of them work and like even date people for a while and then, you know, get your heart broken and then realize why it didn't work and realize why they weren't for you. Um, I think you need to... You just need to put yourself out there and like experience as many people as possible, date as many people as possible. If that's, if that's something that you feel comfortable with. Um, for me, it really isn't. I don't really like, I'm, I'm pretty like, it kind of takes a lot for me to like put myself out there and talk to people. I need to feel really comfortable. And like, if I don't, then I'm just over it. So that kind of has made it harder for me to like, it's taken me a lot longer to like, start trying to talk to people I guess but you know you're getting there whatever um I also think it's about being honest with yourself about red flags like I've ignored so many red flags and just like literally been fully aware of these like definitely bad red flags but I've just been like oh no it's fine it's fine like whatever I uh uh 
I don't know. I, I don't see it. I'm. It's fine. I'm just overreacting, blah, blah, blah. Never ignore a red flag because it'll, it's, it always bites you in the ass later. It always does. And it, and it hurts every time. If you just stop it before it begins, then you're safe. But I know how hard it is and I never do that myself ever. I think the key is to find somebody where you, you really struggle to find a red flag. You really struggle to find something wrong with them and they're everything about them is just like perfect to you in a sense. And there's nothing like, and you see it for what it is. You see them for what they are and you're not having to lie to yourself about who they are because who they actually are is somebody that you want to have in your life and is somebody that's a good person. Like, you know when somebody is a good person or not. I'm assuming. I feel like everybody does. But if you like are really physically attracted to them, sometimes you'll like, you know, you'll kind of like disregard a few things because you're like, yeah, but they're so hot. <laughs> done it. I've done it. You have to find somebody who's cute that also you're not having to like convince yourself as a good person when they're probably not. And that's that. It's kind of a beautiful thing though. It's a beautiful thing when it works. It's it's such like a, it's so special. It's so special how humans can have connection like that and how it's even possible for like humans to have a special bond. And I've always wondered like how it's even possible that like two people can like, how they even find each other or like how they how it even works like is it is it a chemical in your brain like is it like the universe or something that we can't understand like I've never understood it but it, it's crazy and I'm excited for y'all and for myself next question are you scared to give birth if, oh my god yes I do not want to I do not I'm so sorry maybe I'm just being immature I think I'm just being immature I do not want to have I don't want to no I never want my cervix to be dilated the size of a bagel. Why would I ever want that? I do not want to give birth. Next, somebody asked, what age do you see yourself getting married? I was talking about this with my dad yesterday, and I picture myself getting married between like 26 and like 30, and having a kid between like 30 and 33, 35 maybe. I've, I've always kind of believed in like having children a little bit later because I think that like for myself this has nothing to do with anybody else if if you want to have a kid at whatever age I'm not judging but for me I just I I know myself and I know that I'm gonna need some time to like I just think that I'm gonna need time to be the best parent I can be I don't think that I think I'm naturally somebody who's very like I'm not selfish but like I'm I do have a lot of growing to do on my own and so I've been prioritizing that for quite a few years now and like focusing on my own growth and putting a lot of energy into myself and I think I need to kind of finish that work in within myself before I can have a child because the second that you have a child you're second and so I need to make sure that I'm mature enough to be able to be second or else that kid is not it's not going to be fair to that kid. And so I'm going to wait a while. I also think that I want to be at a place in my life where I'm not impulsive anymore because I'm very impulsive right now. I need to grow out of that because I like to like, I'm just impulsive and not that that's even a bad thing because I think that my impulses are sometimes correct, but it's just like I, with something as big of a deal as getting married and having a child, let's wait until I've grown out of my impulsiveness a little bit. 
Next question, where do you want to raise your kid? It, oh, this is funny. It's funny because right now I obviously live in LA. In the thick of LA, I'm like right in it. I don't want to raise my kid in LA, to be honest, um, because number one, I think at some point I want to get out of LA. I mean, maybe I, maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me wants to raise my kid in LA because I feel like it might just be necessary. But then another part of me is like, I'd love to raise my kids somewhere that has seasons and like, I'd love to experience a different pace of life somewhere else. Like in fucking, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I don't know if, I think I would either raise my kid in LA or I'd like raise my kid on the East Coast. But then again, I don't know if I can handle snow. So I'm really torn here. I'm really torn. I have no idea where I want to raise my kid. I've just always been kind of scared of raising my kid in California because I feel like California is just, there's a lot of things here that like there just isn't everywhere else. And like, it's just kind of intense here. And I think it could be nice to like raise a kid somewhere where like, that's away from all of this, like away from all of the like, I hope that you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but California is like, this is where everything is everything's here so I kind of want to raise my kid somewhere where like everything isn't there like life is a little bit more simple and like so that the kid can focus on like other things like doesn't have to focus on like fucking I feel like people are very materialistic here and very um judgmental here and that's something that like I could handle because I I grew up not in like LA I grew up well I mean I was still grew up in California but it was like the area in California that I grew up in is like less bad less judgmental than LA still has its own problems and still is the same way still very materialistic but like it wasn't as bad like imagine growing up and like all the kids at your school like talking about like Gucci belts like do you know what I'm saying like that's the vibe of LA to me and I just don't want to raise a kid here where like that's what the kids care about is like a Gucci belt. So I don't know. I'm a little bit torn. Um, maybe I'll raise my kid. It'd be kind of fun to raise my kid like in New York. I don't know. I, but not like in New York City, like somewhere in New York. But I don't know anything about, I don't really know much about New York, like upstate New York. I don't know much about that. Maybe that would be like boring or like not fun area to live. I don't know. I don't know. I need to do more traveling and figure out somewhere that like I feel like a kid would thrive that was a really long answer somebody asked do you think YouTube will still be a part of your life when you're married and have kids that is an amazing question that I do not know the answer to I have no idea part of me thinks I think YouTube will be in my life in a different way when I'm at that age I think it will still be in my life but I don't think it's going to be the same that it is now like right now you know, I upload every week and I'm like, you know, doing whatever. I think that when, by the time I'm older, I'm going to be using YouTube as a platform in a completely different way. But I still think it'll be in my life. I don't want to include my children um, on my YouTube ever. I just want to keep that separate for my kids, um, like mental health, because I don't want to throw my kid into like, I don't want to. Like, I mean, you can't, when your child is a baby, you can't ask them, hey, are you okay with 
being on camera. You can't ask them that. And so it, it is, I mean, I'm conflicted about whether or not it's fair to like do that without asking them. You know what I mean? Like, cause they're a human and is it fair just because they're your child to put them on camera? I don't know. I don't really think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the answer is, but if I were to continue to YouTube as an adult with kids, it would be a very different situation and I would not, it would not have anything to do with my children either. It would still be something that would be like my thing for me. This next question is kind of funny. Do you think babies like newborns are cute? <laughs> to be honest, I don't really care about babies unless I know whose baby it is. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not the type of person that sees a baby in public and is like falling on my knees like, oh my God, baby. Like, I don't have that. I've never had that. <laughs> the only time I care about babies is if I like know whose baby it is. Like, my somebody really close to me just had a baby a few months ago. And every time I see that baby, it, it, I, I, I fucking love that baby because I, I care about that baby. Um, and I know that baby and I know that baby's parents and I care about that baby's parents and I care about that baby because I like have a personal connection with that baby. So in that case, that baby is so cute to me because I like love that baby. Right. But like some random baby on the street, I'm not freaking out over it. It has to be a, the right baby for me to care. Like somebody that I know and care about their baby. That's when I care about their baby. Otherwise, I don't really care. When it's my own baby, I'm going to think it's the cutest thing ever. But when it's not my baby, I don't care. Well, no, when it's not me or somebody I care about's baby, I don't care. And that might be kind of an unpopular opinion. Um, I'm sorry for that. Whatever. I keep getting this question and I feel like I touched on it earlier, but I also feel like um, why not touch on it again? Do you think having divorced parents has affected how you look at marriage? I think yes, because I think it kind of shed the light on like the reality of it. Like it kind of just showed me like I never really actually got to see my parents married. I don't really know anything about that. I don't know what living in a I don't know what like my my situation was that, you know, my parents got divorced when I was five and I don't really have very many memories from them being married because like when you're like any age under five, like there's kind of no memory. So I don't really remember I don't know what it's like to have married parents and that's okay with me. Like I fucking love my parents so much and their relationship as divorced parents are like is so admirable and cool for me to watch and like I respect it so much and I would never, people ask me, would you want your parents to get back together? No, I love them separate. I think it's so much healthier. I think it's how it's supposed to be. But it, you know, it is weird because I think that I don't really understand marriage very well. Like, I think I kind of maybe have a little bit of a jaded, like, view on it because I've kind of seen how, like, I've seen, like, I've never seen it work. So it's, like, hard for me to believe in it. It's like, it's like believing in ghosts. Like, do I believe in ghosts? I believe that they could exist. Yeah. But, like, sure. But I've never seen one. So I'm, I'm not, so I'm a little skeptical. It's the exact same thing with marriage for me. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try it. But it also, I think the cool thing about, you know, having divorced parents and, you know, watching them have a healthy relationship, that also showed me that like, even if I do get divorced, like there's a life after it. It's not the end of the world. It's all about making the most out of that relationship with that person, you know, after the divorce. And and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing to see, you know, and it gives me hope that like no matter what happens, 
like I'm going to be okay even if I fucking marry somebody and it doesn't work. Like you get through it and that's the end of that. All right, we're going to answer a few more because I'm having fun with this episode for some reason. I don't know why I like talking about it so much. Somebody said, do you have a list of baby name ideas in your notes? I might, I might. I have a lot of notes. Let's see if I have that. Fuck. I don't. I'm going to try to remember. I, I don't really like, it's weird because I don't really like a lot of names because I like associate names with people that I've met with those names. So it's hard for me to like, like names. But I like the names. Um, well, I think you guys can kind of tell what names I like. I like the name Frankie because I named my fucking cat Frankie. Like I like names like that that are like kind of like kind of cute and like not so serious. Although when they like get older, then it's kind of like weird because like does anybody know somebody named Frankie that's like 50? Probably, actually. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of stumped on the names. Like I don't know how people come up with names. I want something unique though. I like the name. I always like the name. Riley I like Irish names a lot I always like the name Riley I always like let's see I have like animal names in my phone so let's see if um I can find some in here I like the name Oliver but I already have a cat named Oliver and I also I wouldn't name a kid Oliver though I think I like that as an animal name yeah I'm really stumped on the names I'm gonna hope that my like whoever I get married to and or whoever I have kids with hopefully they are good with names and good at like coming up with names and shit because like I'm that's on them like I I'm I ran out okay I'm gonna answer a few more because I really have to go to the bathroom like I've been holding it for a really long time somebody asked are you gonna put your kids in a private all girls slash boys school like you did no 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 public school for the win I will never put my kids into a private school I just I think it was a fun idea. I think it was a fun concept. I really wanted it. I really wanted to do that. I hated it. I don't think it's good. I think there's a lot of like, it's a weird environment. There's a lot of weird things. Like it, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Somebody said, what type of wedding dress do you want? I don't even, I don't know. Like I kind of want to do something crazy and cool. It's like a little different, but. Like, if we're talking about the traditional type of wedding dresses, I really, I like dresses that are, like, kind of a mock neck. Like, I don't like showing my, like, shoulders for some reason. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. So I kind of want a dress that, like, is a little bit, is, like, kind of high neck and, like, maybe even long sleeve. Um, Really simple. Not, not like, super poofy or anything. Very, like, minimal. Um not overdoing it not overwhelming I don't even want a veil like one of those fucking wedding veils I don't even want that like just a simple pretty dress that's long sleeve and has like a little bit of a high neck and that's it last but not least somebody said no I like more questions somebody who says where's your dream honeymoon oh my god that's a good question that's really that's a fun question um fuck I got it Europe um like France or like Paris or I I haven't been anywhere else in Europe besides Ireland in Paris but like going to other places in 
in Europe would be really amazing. Like going to the south of France would be really amazing. Anywhere in Europe that maybe even has a beach, that would be really nice. Um, although I can't speak any, like I can't speak any other language besides English. So it might be a stressful honeymoon, but I would get through it. Somebody said, what's my ideal husband? Smart, good person, good heart, independent in a sense, creative for sure, for sure. And, um, a good dad. I think like when you marry somebody, like you just want them to be a good dad mainly. Like I just want to marry somebody who would be a good dad. That's like the whole point. Okay. I think I'm done. I think I've answered too many questions. You guys are like, shut up. (laughs) Somebody said, can you invite me to your wedding when it happens? Thank you. I can be the flower girl. Fuck. Yeah. Come be the flower girl. It's going to be crazy. Love it. Anyway. That's it. That's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I actually really like talking about that. I thought that was really fun. Feel free to tweet at AG Podcast if you want to tweet me some topics. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I am kind of running out of topics because I'm in, we're in quarantine and I am, my brain is kind of starting to like, it's not very creative right now. Like I'm running out of things to talk about because I literally just see the same few people that I've been quarantining with this whole time and I don't leave my house and I drink coffee and I try to exercise and I work and then I poop and then I go to bed and then I eat and then I lo- and then I lie and then I sleep <laughs> and that's it so I'm kind of running out of shit to talk about so if you guys have anything you want me to talk about um feel free to tweet at he podcast and I love you all if you guys are uh when you guys get married I ex- when you guys get married, I expect you. I just like threw up my mouth. I expect you guys to send me your wedding photos. Um, I want to see them. And I will not hesitate to make fun of them. But no, it's all in good fun. Because I love you guys and I care about you guys a lot. Thank you for listening once again. I really appreciate it. Keep it real. Follow your dreams. And peace and love.